Hello, everyone. This is Sherry. I want to start by introducing my our guest speakers, and that is Brian Finney from Democracy Live and Lori Ogino. And I will let them tell you what they do. Well, thank you, Sherry. Uh, it's a great honor to be here at the Washington uh, State uh, Council of the Blind Conference. Um, it's Boy, I'm looking at the calendar here. It looks like we have about eight days before the election. And, and so maybe this is an appropriate time to be talking about voting and, and uh, accessible voting, making sure that all voters, regardless of disabilities, have equal access to a private and independent ballot. And so it's a great honor to be here. And uh, Sherry, thank you so much for uh, presenting and demonstrating uh, this relatively new technology for uh, accessible voting at home. Of course, Democracy Live, uh, we believe strongly in, in choice, which means that for all you voters, if you want to go vote in the polling place, that's certainly an option for you. But if you want to vote at home privately and conveniently, uh, this new technology has been developed to do just that. As we know, the fastest growing method of voting in America is voting uh, by mail or voting at home, and uh, which is wonderful for all of us that can see or hold or mark a paper ballot. But for those of us that cannot, Having an accessible option is not just the right thing to do, but in many cases, it's it's the law. And so what we want to do today is walk you through that technology. I have a great honor of presenting our new um, Vice President of Govern Govern Government Affairs, uh, Lori Agino. She is the former director of the state of Washington elections, as well as a former executive director at the Vote at Home Institute. And so again, as we head into this uh, you know, next eight days, we hope that all of you get out and, and are able to access your ballot both privately and conveniently, either from home or at the polling place. We do have a um, uh, an ask at the end of this uh, at the end of this discussion, and that really is that you go out uh, as we head into the kind of the next election cycle, heading into the two two thousand and twenty four election. We want to make sure that you can all get your ballot electronically on whatever device that you're using but also electronically return the ballot without the use of a printer. It is um, being deployed right now in, in many uh, states across the country. It's one of the fastest growing new technologies, um, but it only um, goes into effect if, if uh, you all listening here on, on ACB radio or, or um, on at this conference, go out there and, and mobilize and, and, um, and advocate for that technology. You know, that's a legislative process. And so your legislators really need to hear from you directly that electronic return of the ballot to be fully and truly independent. Um, they have to hear your voice. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to, to Lori and she's going to say a few words before Sherry does a, a brief de demonstration. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. And thank you everyone for the opportunity to be here today. As Brian indicated, I served for about 30 years uh, in both state elections and local elections, uh, elections here in Washington state and have really worked hard to ensure that there are accessible options for all voters available. And uh, I am just loving every minute working with Brian and the Democracy Live team to help um, make these systems even more accessible and available to you all. Uh, it's with great pleasure that I am going to introduce to you today someone who needs no introduction because she's a rock star. Uh, Sherry Richardson is actually going to demonstrate our technology for you, and then we'll be here to answer any questions that you may have. So Sherry, over to you. Thank you, Brian and Lori. And I think probably most of you know that we already have a version of this ballot available to us. If you don't know that, 
please um, make sure that you go to your Secretary of State website and you, you can go to accessible voting or something, some link like that and find uh, some information. So, and Judy Brown is here. She can help answer your questions as well as, as me. Um, so, but the version that we currently have, you can fill it out online. You can go to the voters pamphlet online, which I love. It's very easy to use. Um, but then when it comes to signing and submitting that ballot, it's still not accessible if you're totally blind. You have to print the ballot, then you have to figure out how to sign it, where to sign it, uh, get your envelope ready, uh, get it in the mail or take it to a drop box. None of those things are easy for a totally blind person. So this ballot, and this is a sample ballot, um, would, would expand that to the electronic ballot return process. And that's the really cool part. Um, I'm going to start here. I'm on the first screen, which is I hope I am anyway. I hope my computer didn't go to sleep. Okay, voter lookup. So this is the lookup screen where the system finds out who you are and makes sure that you are voting your ballot and not someone else's. Um, so this is very easy to navigate with the tab key and the arrow keys. And I use a combination of the two to, to get the most out of it. You can also type an H for heading, which is what I'm doing now. Main menu, level two. That's your main menu. That's going to be at the top of each page. Heading level one. Okay. Heading level one means that we're at the beginning of the ballot uh, entry area. And I'm going to arrow down and let JAWS read this part. Please fill in the fields to access your ballot. First name, star. Okay. First name. Main region. And I just tabbed into that uh, field. Uh, for this one, it's sample voter. So let's see if I can type that sample, in. And then the next thing it's asking for is your date of birth. And we're using January 1st, 1999 for this. So I'm arrowing down into these uh, combo boxes. Now, if I arrow down, it'll bring up 2004. So I'm going to type a one. Ha, there it is. All right. And continue button is going to be on every page until you get to the end. All right. Yeah. All right. So it says verification, and it brought us right to where we need to be to put in a PIN number that um, this is this is one way that is currently available uh, for your voter people to send you a PIN number. But of course, we're not doing that yet in this state. But at some point, we hope that we are. For this purpose, we're using... One, two, three, four. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> All right, continue. All right, and now we're at the ballot itself. And um, we're at the top of it, so I'm going to arrow down and, and let you hear what's here. Your ballot is presented below. To mark your selection, click on the checkbox. To remove a selection, click on the checkbox again. So it's going to be a bunch of checkboxes. Vote for a qualified right candidate who is not listed on the ballot. Click the checkbox beside the right space at the end of the candidate list. Then type the candidate's name in the space. Land. Heading level two official ballot. Official ballot. Heading level two election. Omni ballot demo election. Heading level two ballot style demo ballot. Land. It does say demo ballot, so we're not voting for anything too important here. Land. Click an option to make a selection. Land. 
to change your selection, click your selection again to deselect and click on another option. Okay, this is something that I found out that, uh, just when I was practicing with it. Um, so if you check a box and then you decide you're going to check a different box instead, it does not uncheck. It's not radio buttons. You have to go and uncheck the, the one that you had previously done. Link skip the bottom. Link heading level three for U.S. Senator. Okay, so this first rate or this first um, office is for U.S. Senator. Vote for not more than one. And it says we can only vote for one. So I'm going to um, tap. Uh, I'll just keep arrowing down. Groups are for U.S. Senator. Green check boxes. Santa Claus check box not checked. Santa Claus. Powered by democracy. Live link privacy. And Jaws just played a trick on me. It just went to the bottom of the screen. So hang on here. Official ballot election. I'm for U.S. Senator heading level three. Okay, here we are. Vote for the groups. Free check. Santa Claus check. Box not checked. Ebenezer Scrooge check. Box not checked. Ebenezer Scrooge. Write in check. Box not checked. Or write in. And there's a write in uh, on all of on all of these, so that if you don't like your choices, you can write somebody in. Sometimes that might be the better option. We're going to go back to Santa Claus. Ebenezer Scrooge check. Box blank. Santa Claus check. Box not checked. Space for U.S. Senator group. Santa Claus check. Box checked. All right, and then I'm going to press an H to go to the next heading, which is also the next um, office to vote for. For representative to Congress, heading level three. Representative to Congress, not more than one. For representative to four check boxes. Amelia, your check box not checked. Amelia. Charles Chuck Eater check box not checked. Charles Lindbergh check box not checked. Right check box not checked. All right, so we're going to go back up and vote for Amelia. Why would anybody vote for anybody else? Right, and go to the next office, which is heading. City Council heading level three. City Council. Aha, we have two here that we're supposed to vote for, or at least it says not more than two. Groups of City Council, five check boxes. Five choices. Johnny Cash check box not checked. Land. Elvis Presley checkbox not checked. Land. Dolly Parton checkbox not checked. Land. Write in. One of two checkbox not checked. Land. Write in. Two of two checkbox not checked. So there's two write-in positions. So we could do we could do write-ins for both of those, um, but we're not going to do a write-in yet. I'm going to do that on our next. Whoops. Next one. Um, okay. So everybody, Johnny Cash yell out. Who do you want to vote for, Johnny? Johnny Cash, Dolly Parton. All right. And then we'll, oh, you know what? I want to show you something, though. I'm going to uncheck Dolly for now because I want to show you what happens here on the next page. All right. City Waste Director. That should be a fun position, don't you think? And it says only one. I think one's probably enough. William McDougal. Or write in. All right, we're going to do a write in. I have to check the box and then I press tab and it pops up the edit box. So I think since Brian's up here, we'll just put Brian's name in. Sure, I'm right here. <laughs> I knew I knew he wouldn't hear me. All right. Brian, skip the bottom link. Article one group. Yes, check box not checked. Okay, and I just did a couple of tabs, and I found out. Oh yeah, there's another um, thing down here that we have to vote for, and I skipped over some stuff we need. So I'm going to arrow up. In fact, I'm going to do a shift H. There we go. Okay. So this is an article that we're both voting yes in favor or no, not in favor. And I'll let Jaws read. Vote yes or no. Land. 
Shul Chapter I, Section 103 of the Voters' Bill, City Charter, be hereby amended as follows. Chapter 1. In corporate rewards established, there shall be three rewards for the City of Voters' Bill, and the boundaries of the wards shall be fixed from time to time by the board. Of civil authorities subject to the approval of the City Council, the boundaries shall be fixed so as to provide equal or near equal distribution of populations. Among the three wards in accordance with the most recent federal census. Groups start Article 1. Doesn't that make a lot of sense? Two checkboxes. Yes, checkbox, not check. So we have yes and no. No checkbox, not check. I think I'm going to vote no. Space, no Just for the heck check. of it. Why not? All right. Um... Okay, and then I happen to know go back button, continue button. that we're at the end. So it says continue or go back. Well, we don't want to go back. So we're continuing. All right, so here's our review, and I'm just going to arrow down. Your ballot choices are shown below. The change any selection. Click the change button next to your selection. Heading level two official ballot. Heading level heading level two ballot style. Heading level two election. Omni ballot demo election. Heading level two ballot style. Demo ballot. Heading level three for U.S. Senator. Santa Claus. Change for plan. Okay. Change for U.S. Senator button. After each selection, it'll give you a change button so you can go and, and make a change if you need to. So Santa Claus for Senator. Link skip to bottom. Heading level three for Representative to Congress. Amelia Earhart. Amelia Earhart for Congress. Change for Representative to Congress plan. Link skip to bottom. Heading level three City Council. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash for City Council. Warning. Missing one of two selections. Says warning. Missing one of two selections. All right, so that's because it told us we could vote for two, and we only voted for one. Change city council button. So where I'm going to go back. Center, city council heading level three. And it takes me right back down to city council. City council group. Johnny Cash checkbox check. Elvis Presley checkbox not check. Dolly Parton checkbox not check. And I'm going to check Dolly. Right in. One of two checkbox not right in. Go back to review page button. And I'm going back to review page. All right. For city waste director heading level three. All right, and city waste director. Right Right in, Brian. Change for city waste director button. Link skip to bottom. All right. Heading level three, article one. No. And then article one, we voted no. Change article one button. Link skip to bottom. Go back button, continue button. Continue button. All right, I'm continuing. Continue button, signature heading level one. Here's the fun part. Signature. All right. So up until this point, um, the, you know, this behaved very much like our real ballot does now if you if you do the online ballot now. Please sign your name in the space provided below. Link. Click the sign button. All right, it says click to sign. So I'm going to press enter. enter. Signature path. Signature path heading level two. Link. Please use the text field below to enter your signature. Grab it. Sign above or type your name here. Okay, there's our edit box, and I'm going to type sample. Sample. Voter. Voter. Signature path. Sign. Signature. Sample. Voter. Sample. Voter. Reset button. It gives you a reset. A button. And a done button. Enter. Main region. Signature. Sample. Voter. Grab it. Okay, and then it says signatures, simple or sample, not simple voter, <laughs> sample voter, uh, and that's correct. Click the change signature button. Go back button. Continue button. So we're continuing. Electronic return heading level one. Main region. Electronic return heading level one. All right. Link. You are about to return your ballot submission electronically. Please complete the following steps to complete your ballot package submission. Link. All right. Heading level two, step one to one. Submit new package. Step one of one, submit. I love it. <laughs> Click on the button below to electronically return ballot package to your county. Link. Submit button. And here's our submit button. And then listen to what happens. Enter, Submitting dot, dot, dot. Main region, success, heading level one. Link. Your ballot and ballot return materials have been submitted successfully. Link. Please allow for up to three business days after submission to process your ballot if you have questions about whether your ballot has been received and processed. Contact your local elections office for further information. Link. Thank you for voting. All right. And there we have it. 
a demo. So anybody have any questions? Have At the moment, this is just a demo, correct? Or yeah, can one yes. Actually, or can one actually get a ballot online, fill it out, and mail it in? In Washington State right now, you can get the ballot online. You do have to print it off and mail it back in. Oh. What Sherry was demonstrating here was uh, where we hope uh, Washington can get to. Uh, that would be a, a legislative process, more than likely, uh, to do electronic return. But we do have a growing number of states around the country that are doing the electronic return, just like Sherry demonstrated. The thought of sending something back over the internet makes me really nervous for fear that someone could send it in the wrong direction. Um, of course, all voters always have the option. And this is what this is all about, uh, is to have options. One is to go to a polling place and vote on those accessible machines. You can always print off the ballot and mail it back in. But if you are comfortable in electronically returning it, you can do it that way as well. From a security standpoint, it may be important to know that this technology has been reviewed by multiple federal agencies. We work closely with a local company here. You might have heard of it, um, Amazon. Amazon Web Services has been recently selected by all the federal uh, security agencies like Homeland Security, the Department of Defense, FBI, CIA, most recently, the National Security Agency, and where they secure some of the nation's most critical and classified information, we are securing the ballot. And through all those different independent third-party uh, security reviews in over 4,000 elections, the system has never been compromised. But that being said, you should have the choice to be able to vote in whatever way that you uh, choose. Lori? I would just add that we're also working on a solution that's being deployed in West Virginia right now. Um, so for those that may have concerns about whether or not um, the ballot was compromised in transmission from your device to the election official, um, we have now a solution where you can verify if you choose or if the state chooses to deploy that that version of the system where you can um, you can actually ensure that the ballot that you submitted matches the ballot that was downloaded by the election official. So that's technology that's actually being used in West Virginia right now um, that for folks who have concerns about um, if there has been a compromise from point A to point B, providing that additional assurance that um, that you know that the, the document that you transmitted, in this case, the ballot, uh, was received and wasn't altered in transmission. Two things. Is it able to be used on, say, an iPhone, so a, a smart app or a smartphone? And second, if you have a laptop that is uh, screen sensitive, can you sign it using a, a, a cell pen? And then the other piece is that um, I would suspect in transition, people in this state would get mail-in ballots. And if they can then go online, it sort of sets up a how do you cancel out one or the other? Uh, so first question is about the accessibility. It's tested on over 90 combinations of devices, screen readers, and browsers. Uh, so you should be able to use it on any of those devices um, using your own assistive tech that you have at home. Um, additionally, we're just, we're WCAG 2.0 AA certified and super, super, super close to 2.1 
uh, certification probably momentarily um, by the University of Washington and their lab that's right here in the state of Washington. Um, so again, always continually ensuring that the system is accessible using multiple, multiple devices, browsers, and um, systems. Um, and the second piece, um, because I worked for so many years in the state of Washington running elections, you can know that um, you could have uh, multiple ballots issued to you. The system in which uh, that's built here in Washington ensures that once you have returned a ballot, uh, you cannot vote again. So uh, if you choose, even if you receive a vote by mail ballot, you still have options to say go to a voting center and vote in person so long as you haven't already returned that ballot or use the votewa.gov system that exists today that has the one-way delivery that Sherry talked about. Um, and then once you voted, your voter registration is marked as having participated in this election. So if you try to vote again, the system is going to alert the election official that you've already voted, already participated. So there are protections in place on the back end at the elections office to ensure that you don't vote more than once. There's the electronic signature, or you can literally do a signed signature that lots of people do uh, when you're buying something on, you know, a device and stuff. Uh, so is it going to, are you able to do a signed signature, a literally signed a signature and or an electronic signature? So the system work? that was demoed for you today uses a PIN number that's assigned by the elections official. And then that gives, since you've authenticated using that PIN number, that is your identity verification. And so in that case, you can use a system where you're typing uh, typing your name, similar to what you would do using maybe DocuSign uh, to authenticate. But we also, uh, it depends on the policy that's passed in the state. Um, there are options where you can actually use a stylus, uh, use your finger on, on your iPad or your phone, or uh, use your mouse or touchpad to actually sign and then attach that to the voter registration record. We have um, all, we have both solutions deployed in different states. Uh, across the country. One, I'd be interested in knowing with Kim's new role, um, how she is receiving this at the federal level um, and what she's doing. By the way, I'm Larry Watkinson from Olympia. Um, secondly, I would like to know, um, in the state of Washington right now, you currently can register when you get a driver's license, and then that signature card goes on file in Secretary of State's office. I know you implemented that. Um, and the whole part of that process, could we use that and I slipped out of the room. Senator Hunt is saying that he has not really had a chance to talk to you folks uh, about uh, this product. But as you know, he's been very progressive on voting in Washington. He currently chairs the state government committee. And Mary Hall has recently demonstrated something similar to this. Do you know if your group, I know you're recently with them. Is this the same group that perhaps Mary Hall has been working with out of Thurston County? Uh, Kim's doing great. I talked with um, former Secretary of State Kim Wyman this week, and um, we have actually had an opportunity to uh, demo the system for her and for the other uh, for the rest of the team at uh, CISA. So, so Secretary Wyman, after she left Washington State, actually got a role in the Biden administration, working to help secure elections across the country. And both Kim and I, coming out of 2020, feel very strongly that. Uh, there must be options like this available. Yes, there are. Um, there is an additional need, a heightened sense of security that needs to be put in place when you're implementing these kinds of solutions. Um, and in in fact, what was demonstrated today is a security upgrade 
from the solutions that are available to our uh, military and overseas voters right now. Those voters can do an email or a fax, which is inherently insecure. And so the portal secured by AWS that is approved for use to secure the nation's most critical documents uh, is is the really the gold standard for uh, folks that are working to provide the utmost level of security for some of the nation's most critical documents. In our case, um, that's your ballot. Uh, and so this is most definitely a security upgrade over those systems that are already in use in more than half of the states across the country. And right now, are in, in a lot of cases in Washington, only afforded to military and overseas voters. Coming out of 2020, there, there were there were uh, there were places in the world. We had voters all all over the world who had no access to embassies to mail uh, because in the middle of a pandemic they were closed. You have instances where we had a hurricane just recently, you know, ravage Florida, where all of a sudden there are no more locations to open polling places. So. So where there is no other means for participating, where you need to have an opportunity to vote unassisted in private using your at home, using your own assistive technology, um, we think that this makes sense. And I can tell you that um, Secretary Wyman definitely felt that way coming out of um, 2020's election, that there was definitely a need for these kinds of solutions, but that they needed to be um, secured in a way beyond what they had been in our state up to that point. Um, and then you talked about the um, signature transfer from when you issue an ID card or a driver's license, the signatures um, are secured there for you to register to vote. So that becomes a part of your documents in your former role. And that uh, has been used to check across signatures for uh, petitions and referendums and stuff. So could that be a source of validation um, if you use an idea proper identification for uh, the signature? Yes. Person? So the signature that you um, provide at the at the Department of Licensing when you get your um, state ID card or driver's license is the signature that in 90 plus percent of the voter registration records here in Washington, that signature is the signature that is tied to your voter registration record. Um, there are challenges with that, though. Like, for example, my daughter got her permit at 15, and that's the signature that's on file with the Department of Licensing. And she very likely will not go back to a Department of Licensing until after she's voted. And I can guarantee you her signature has already changed. Um, so it is the system that's in place right now for authenticating all of those mail ballots. Uh, but some of you in the room may have been the recipient of a, a, a signature cure notice or a challenge notice. So when that signature is verified, if the signature doesn't match that signature that is on file with the election office, uh, then in Washington, you have to be afforded the opportunity to correct that signature discrepancy so that your ballot can still be counted. Uh, so King County Julie Wise talked this morning. She has done an amazing job at working to get updated signatures for everybody. Um, so that is a possibility built into this technology. We can also capture a signature using your own uh, tech at home. Um, but we also think that there are options available that may be even more accessible, but still provide that opportunity to verify your identity, like the credentialing of, um, of, a, of a PIN number uh, that was demonstrated for you today. So there's options that are available. 
And I encourage you to reach out to Senator Hunt. I know that in a brief conversation, I know he was very intrigued that you guys were here for this interview today. Well, appreciate hearing that you have a relationship with Senator Hunt, too, because we are supportive of the bill that Julie Wise talked about today. Um, So that kind of gets to our ask, and that is that um, the legislature needs to hear from you if this is um, if this is technology that will, you know, will will be important to you. Uh, we will, I'll certainly work with Senator Hunt and I know Mary Hall very well too. So, so we plan to work with all of them. Is is Mary on board? I don't know if Mary is on board. Uh, I'll talk to her. I serve on her ADA advisory uh, committee in Thurston County and uh, we've been having some similar conversations. So would be awesome if we could have an opportunity for those of you that are serving on disability advisory committees for the different County auditors across the state. Um, get us invited and we'll come in and demo the technology to uh, to the disability advisory committees and um, kind of have a conversation like this about how we can work together to um, get this implemented here in Washington. I don't think even if I voted a machine, you know, a regular machine at a precinct uh, voting, you know, early, that it's going to accept, uh, it's going to accept my signature. I never had this problem in Alaska. I'm very frustrated. And this is why I called Mary Hall myself. Um, I, I just don't understand, you know, why they won't accept my signature, but they won't, they wouldn't, and they've had to develop and rejected. And this is why I'm also going to be on the committee too. But I, I just don't understand why we can't make this better for us so that you know, we won't be disenfranchised and we can vote. I'm very frustrated about this because I've been a, a voter all my life and I don't, ever since I've been at Olympia, I couldn't, I haven't been so. We agree, and I think that there are solutions in place like the PIN number uh, that can provide you credentialing so that you can uh, overcome some of those barriers that are currently preventing um, preventing the right kind of access. And Lynn is on the Government Affairs Committee and the Advocacy Committee for WCB, as, um, as I am, and Judy, and um, that's the way to, you know, one, one way to really get involved and help us um, push this through so that we can all have a a better or another option for accessible voting. Um, And then even if you don't want to be on the committee, which I can't imagine because we have a good time, um, but even if you don't want to be on the committee, uh, when we send out emails saying, you know, please contact your uh, legislator, your, your senator, let them know that this is an important issue um, then, then please do it. <laughs> please follow. Do you up. have time for one more question? Sure. I don't hear anybody knocking the door down. <laughs> so, what do we do? What can be done about auditing this these votes? The excuse me. The beauty in my mind of the Washington State elections is that you can audit the votes. You can recount those paper ballots as much a pain in the kazoo as they are for us. But they give us a, excuse me, they give me a great sense of confidence in our elections in this state. Uh, So that is a big concern of mine uh, for auditing and for security. 100% agree with you. Appreciate that question um, or comment. So our system is not tallying anything. This is the transmission of your your document. 
a secured document. In this case, it's the ballot. When the uh, when the county auditor receives that, then they are printing a machine readable ballot that goes to another system, another tabulation system separate from our system. So there is a piece of paper that is the official ballot of record for the election that goes into the tabulation with all of the ballots that have been submitted for the election, becomes the official record, and is what is tabulated, is are the election results, that, part of the election results that are reported, and is accessible for recounts, for audits, uh, and for all of those processes post-election to ensure that uh, the, the votes that were cast were counted properly. How we transmit ballots today is through, well, let's call him Milton, right? Milton is our favorite mailman. And really, he's just the middleman, right? He's taking your ballot, your paper ballot, and transporting it with his truck to the elections office. Uh, using this federally approved Department of Defense, Homeland Security, National Security Agency approved cloud environment, it's essentially replacing the mail truck is really what it is. But at the end of the day, the ballot is printed out and it is a paper ballot that's always tabulated. Thanks, Lori. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much, everyone. If you have questions, you know, ap after the fact, contact me, contact Judy Brown, contact Doreen. We're all um, we're all in this together. All right. Thanks. Uh, I have a correction on the door prize winner. Um, we call, we pull the name of Aiden Santorin. He's a youth, uh, participant, and I am told that, uh, they're, they're having activities upstairs, but that if their names were pulled, they were, uh, they were eligible to win a door prize. So I sent one up in his name and, um, he should have gotten it already. So if we pull a name that has a youth, uh, a Y on the end of the name, that means uh, that person is eligible to win, whether they're in the room or not. 